0: Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Gabby's bopping her head this morning. <laughs>
1: That dance party I talked about yes, yesterday, the day before, when was that? I don't know. I said we need to start our days with dance parties, and I should have done that. All right. <laughs> some extra energy in my body. Good morning, uh, everyone.
0: Good morning. Fun fact, actually, I've been uh, this is, I've been on my list for a couple of weeks now, pretty much since we started, actually, is that I want to get that intro music extended and longer. Um, so it's just not long enough. I don't so, know.
1: So everybody can bop?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. They could all bop, but... That's, um, you know, you listen to most morning shows and they've got like background music just kind of playing like in the background for you know a few minutes. And then they do commercial breaks and stuff like that, which is all planned and proposed for the show. It's just, I don't know, it just goes so dark and quiet. And it's like.
1: But we're it, here. We're the sunshine.
0: Yeah. Well, we Yeah. But then when we stop talking. Dead. Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this. There's this uh, expectation to constantly fill the void, and then you start over-talking. And it's then your you...
1: own expectation. Sorry? You're, over- you're overthinking it.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I got a few notes from yesterday. Um, yesterday's uh, episode was fantastic. Lots and lots and lots of messages. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. It, it just kind of opened some eyes for some people. And
1: What did we talk about? <laughs>
0: it's all blurry. Eh? Uh, interest rates.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Interest rates
0: yesterday. And you know, (laughs) are they going up? And then what are you going to do? And then uh, I made one big note uh, at at the end of the show. I'm like, okay, I just make a couple notes for tomorrow. Just um, just one big note. And it says, don't say fuck you bitch on the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you just said it again.
0: (laughs) Well, it's just (laughs) I don't know. I was in the moment and I like that I'm... poor Tim Hortons girl okay well no no hang on let's just the don't okay
1: yeah she's don't, don't still say... the
0: villain in this story yeah but okay. let's
1: yeah let's not you went a little too far
0: yeah. yeah well let's not uh forget the fact that um when you act that way it is very selfish and careless and, um, and 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 you know the whole point of the whole you know that and the in the previous episode was to talk about just lighting people up and and you know your 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 positive impact you know can can have a huge influence on so many other lots people
1: and lots of people
0: you know what I mean it spreads it's infectious so don't be you know that person and that person nearly ruined my day but thank God I'm I'm stronger than she is. I'm like a big gas care bear. Okay. <laughs> it's giving everyone a visual. How's everyone doing today? I'm, well, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm
1: doing great. I'm doing super.
0: <laughs> I'm doing super. What do
1: you got going on today?
0: Uh, what do I got going on today? Yeah. My calendar is empty. That's not. Well, there's one thing it just got added in. like yesterday.
1: You're going to the lawyers. I'm going to the
0: lawyers. <laughs> well, that's well, I got an email saying, hey. Oh, gotcha. Um, you know, we'd like you to come in. Uh, One of these times, um, Thursday or Friday, and I looked at Friday and I'm like, night Friday. I looked at Thursday and there's like literally nothing in my calendar. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because, like, on days like that, sometimes I just turn my email off and I just go play video games all day, (laughs) which is super cool. Even me being a real estate investor, (laughs) you just. which doesn't happen very often. But when it does, (laughs) when it does, it's nice to just turn my mind and my emails off and then just go hide. Mental health break. Mental health break. Exactly. Because I don't get it on the weekends.
1: I just uh, texted um, Daphne last night, my friend Daphne saying we need to go for a walk. I need a mental health walk.
0: Mm, You do. Yeah, you really do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We go for for walks now and then now and then now and then <laughs> Yeah and it's it's good for the mental health
0: Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: It's been a while it, I need it. it
0: Everyone's got their own Yeah You got full moon walks I've got video games uh, Speaking of video games um uh, my video game pal Menzour Saids coming on tomorrow Um he quit video games though I quit video games too for a short period of time and I play a lot less now Um He was really moved by my story
1: about your smashing about the
0: smashing of the xbox (laughs) and and it lasted a little while until i realized oh shoot they have um the games that we play we can actually play on the computer so now i play on the computer instead which is kind of silly but i still need it it's it's my it's it's still my mental health um break break yeah for lack of better words um it's it 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 it's it's how I disconnect from mm-hmm. man i i a heavily connected world we talked about this yesterday over lunch with some friends um it's just what a, a
1: fantastic lunch wow
0: yeah we went I out, mean,
1: like not well the food was good too, but like
0: we went out for lunch company. with um with some really great partners of ours and uh it was just nice to catch up with them and not talk about work yeah and business life
1: upbringings yeah yeah it was like yeah that was probably one of the best conversations I've had in a long time
0: (laughs) because it was unrelated to work Yeah, (laughs) which is great I love I love having conversations about growth and business and stuff like that but sometimes it's just nice to talk about kids and family and 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 life Uh, one of the discussions that we had was just the fact that we love just the world that's around us that's that's been created you know the connection of you know being so connected to our phones and having access to everything Um, but at the same time it creates this expectation that you are connected so therefore you are accessible at all times you know someone sends me a text
1: call answering every text answering every email within minutes yeah
0: and i have that expectation at all times too i call someone you better answer the phone and give me my answer yeah i know you're there i know you are connected yeah you don't see these invisible wires you know (laughs) attached to your brain and it's really hard to disconnect them but that's what we talked about and um so yeah that's sometimes that's 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 my relief and your relief is is to to go for a walk um it's
1: with Daphne with
0: yeah. your friend and yeah so that's that uh today yeah, I'm going to the lawyers uh, I'm going to go sign some purchase documents oh I'm sorry I'm not supposed to yawning <laughs> here I'm sorry that's not supposed to be so obvious
1: and we also have a sale going through today oh I got so some, I got a big check a coming big, too big uh deposit into our account today which is super exciting we've been we've been waiting for this Mm -hmm. yeah planning for it yeah and yeah that's super exciting um it's funny how these things get overlooked these days (laughs) yeah keep having to remind ourselves oh yeah that money's coming that money's coming
0: yeah it's pretty cool it's Mm -hmm. nice to get a check every now and then yeah Um, real equity out real estate investing is is mostly a long-term buy and hold kind of strategy. And most people, you know, they don't really see checks other than, you know, the, the, the cash flow monthly payments
1: mm-hmm.
0: from time to time. It is nice to just sell a property. Right. And, and this one was a bit more of a creative deal. Um, I won't get too far into the details of it, but, um,
1: sold it by way of agreement for sale,
0: but we sold it by way of agreement for sale and that term is up. So, uh, it's a big check coming from that. And, uh, it's been great. It was, one of our most complicated deals, but, but towards the end, it was actually probably one of our most easiest.
1: Yeah. Um, can I just like do a, a quick, so it was like, um, uh, agreement for sale turned vendor take back mortgage, Mm -hmm. uh, fix and flip joint Joint venture,
0: venture.
1: sweet conversion. Yeah. Um, refinance was going to sell turned into refinance and hold and sold by way of agreement for sale. Do
0: bought out it? the joint venture partner. Bought
1: out joint venture partner.
0: Refinance.
1: Refinanced.
0: Sold by way of agreement for sale.
1: Sold by way of agreement for sale. Yeah. How's that for a creative combination? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's uh oh man, that's Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones.
1: And, and, uh, one of our biggest learning opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's uh, but it all worked out, and it was yeah. win, 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 win. 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 win yeah. Wins everywhere. We're tossing out wins like, <laughs> like Oprah. Uh, everybody win, one, wind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes. we're getting some of that equity out. Yes. Equity. Yeah, we had some equity sitting in it um, because we sold by way of agreement for sale. Um, There was some equity locked up in it, and and we were compensated for that equity. You know, we got a great return on our equity and. And yeah. the buyer was able to um, take advantage of uh, us financing the property for them. So mm-hmm. it was it was just an amazing deal. Yeah. But it's nice to get some of our equity out because most of our equity in long-term real estate is, is locked up, right? You put a down payment down, um, say 20% on a property, and that typically stays in that property, right? You got a $400,000 house, you put $80,000 down. You have a mortgage of $320,000, that $80,000 stays there until you sell the property or until a little bit later on. And obviously, we can talk about some different creative ways to, to, you know, to get access to equity, which we're going to talk about today. Um, but then you know, you pay your mortgage down or you make your mortgage payment every month and a portion of that mortgage payment goes towards interest and a portion of that mortgage payment goes towards the principal, which is paying down the mortgage. And so every month you pay on the mortgage a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then your equity just increases a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And real estate investors, they don't typically, you know, you can access that equity. But, you know, typically you just keep paying it off, paying it off. You take your cash flow and you hold that property for 10, 15, 20 years. Right. Um, now, here's the thing. A lot of people think that you have to sell the property in order to get that equity. Right. Mm hmm. So you got that three hundred twenty thousand dollars mortgage. You got that four hundred thousand dollars home. There's eighty thousand dollars in equity in there. And you're like, ah, oh, I wanna, I really wanna. Well, that's a bad example, but um, you know, you think that I have to sell my property in order to get that equity out. Yeah. But there's uh, there's also other creative ways to get access to it.
1: Can I uh, since. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Since we um, transitioned right into the topic nice. Did you want to talk about the
0: weather or something? No, no, no. Okay.
1: I just want to take it back. And, um, I think that, uh, maybe today, maybe this morning right now, or maybe people listening later, some people, um, who who catch this episode might be wanting to learn about equity and not really have a full understanding. So mm-hmm. can we just start with like a super basic explanation of what is equity? And so equity is the difference between how much your home is worth and how much you owe on your mortgage.
0: Or any other liens on the property.
1: Yeah, any other, yeah, loans or liens or whatever. So as just the super basic example, Wayne already threw out uh, your house is worth 400,000. Your mortgage balance, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a bit lower than what your yeah. So your mortgage balance is 200. So the equity in your house is the difference between the $400,000 value and the $200,000 mortgage balance. So you have $200,000 of equity.
0: Meaning if you sold it today,
1: if you sold it today, right now,
0: for four hundred thousand dollars,
1: forget about uh, realtor fees. Yeah, yeah. Just real. you sold it for four hundred. You owed for uh, two hundred to your mortgage company. Yeah, the lawyer, pocket.
0: the lawyer is going to receive the four hundred thousand dollars from your buyer. Yeah, <clears throat> and they need to pay off any encumbrances first. And by encumbrances, I mean anything that is attached to the to the property. It's in the this title, example, yeah. is the mortgage. The mortgage. So there is a two hundred thousand dollars balance on that mortgage. You need to pay that out first before you can transfer title over to the new buyer. So the lawyer is going to take that $400,000, it's going to take 200000 of it and pay off the mortgage, and then the remaining balance will be paid to you, and that is 200000 and that is your equity. Yes. A lot of people don't understand equity. <clears throat> and, and you know, that's it's totally fine. It's just if, um, especially people outside of the real estate investing world, mm-hmm. they bought a house 17 years ago the the mortgage broker said you need to put five percent down and they've just been paying payments ever since
1: yeah
0: and they just they don't know that someone told them you know that the neighbor across the street sold the house for a little bit more than what they paid for it's so like oh i made some money my house is worth more and that's 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 all they understand they don't understand that you know the mortgage is being paid down every every yeah. month
1: and that that is essentially that equity is your money you that's- you paid like, yeah, you paid down that mortgage. That's now money owed back to you. Yes. Yeah. When that house is sold.
0: Whenever the, the house value, is sold.
1: Because that's the value of the asset that you purchased. Yes.
0: Your net worth is increasing every month. Every month. Yeah. With um, Because your net worth is equal to your assets minus your liabilities. And your liabilities in this example is your mortgage and your asset is the property. Yeah. So every, you know, as that e- equity increases, your net worth is increasing.
1: Yeah. And so I don't know the flow on where you want to take this today. Wayne. I've I know got, that you have I got tons pages of and... notes, but I just want to say because um, it'll it'll be good to clear this out right away for anybody who really doesn't understand equity. <clears throat> but when we talk about accessing your equity, a lot of people think, th- okay, there's this. You've seen it in cartoons and sitcoms and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they put a second mortgage on their house.
0: Normally it's to buy a boat
1: to buy it. Yeah. To buy a boat.
0: <laughs> if you're watching or Mike to, and Molly or whatever. Or
1: to, um, you know, like w- the husband wanted to start his own business and he took out a second mortgage on the house and oh my God.
0: And if the mortgage fails, scary. that means the bank is going to come and take our house.
1: Yeah. But what lots of people don't understand is that you're not, you're not borrowing another amount of money and attaching it to your house you're accessing money that you've already paid off that is yes. owed back to you at the end of the sale. Yes. You're borrowing that and, and leveraging it and utilizing it for something else. Hopefully not a boat. Yes. Hopefully starting a business or buying real estate or whatever it may be. Something that's going to make you more money. <laughs> for but sure. you're not adding debt to your mortgage. You're, you're taking money that is going to be owed to you when you sell your house yes. and you're utilizing it.
0: So if, for example, boat's a bad example, but let's say, for example, you pulled out $20,000 and you went on a, on a, on a boats and hose excursion, (laughs) right? Um, perhaps you went on a vacation and there was no tangible asset that you received for that, for that transaction. And you just went and, and, and partied and spent that $20,000. Well, That $20,000 that you, you know, that second mortgage is, it's just, you just, you just spent the equity in your house. Yeah. That's it. You spent some of your net worth yeah and it's gone. Um, there's a big difference when you take that 20,000 or or obviously a little more in this case and you use it as a down payment towards another property, Mm-hmm. Right. Because in that case, you know, you're like, oh no, well, if that property fails, then I'm going to have to sell both houses. And it's like, you just have to understand the fundamentals of what it looks like. Whenever you're looking at stuff like this, I like to draw a picture on a piece of paper. I like to draw a picture of a house and a very, very simple house. You don't have to (laughs) go crazy with windows, just a, a, a square with a triangle on top. Okay, And then you can put a line right down the middle, you know, not the middle, but maybe a little to the right that says 20%. Okay, so on the right side of that box, that square is 20%. That is your down payment or your equity when you buy the house. The other side of that square, that line, it says 80%, and which is, you know, the mortgage. Okay, and over time, that line, or, you know, that where it separates the 20% and the 80%, it, it eventually goes a little more towards the left, and just less mortgage and more equity. Okay, it just it can, until eventually you own the whole property, so you're allowed to pull some of that equity from time to time and borrow it,
1: <clears throat> and move your line a little bit to the right, and
0: it goes a little more to the right. Okay, so you just got to see it like that's there is there is a full the the house is worth whatever the house is worth, and over time some of that sometimes the house Might the square up. actually grows on its own.
1: Sometimes it goes down a little.
0: Bit. The four walls, yeah, <laughs> it, go, it, it 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 um it expands and it retracts just as with the market, and that will. Um, it will increase your equity side as opposed to your mortgage side. Your mortgage will always stay the same, so just <clears throat> sometimes a visualization is a little bit easier for I, some yeah,
1: people. I love that you did that beautifully
0: that's because <laughs> I, I had tr- in my head. I had trouble with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: i want i i I remember this specifically sorry we're not really going into it i'm 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 telling more stories than I am uh, education, but um, I remember ironically the very first agreement for sale course that we went to. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I love to remember how dumb I was or how dumb I think I was <clears throat> because we, they were going over these strategies and and creative combinations and stuff. And I was sitting at a table with people and man, I thought I was the dumbest person in the room. And I was, I think I was, I, they were talking about something, 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 and we were going over different ideas and someone said something about a refinance and I'm like, thinking to myself I don't want to be the person that asks what a refinance is (laughs) because I didn't know I was I was years into the game I was years into the game I still didn't know and I heard the word before but I thought of it like the cartoon example what you said where like it's a second mortgage um I don't You know, someone having a four hundred thousand dollars house with a four hundred thousand dollars loan on it, and now they want to put a second four hundred thousand dollars loan on it, meaning that they have over leveraged themselves, where they have eight hundred thousand dollars worth of mortgages on their four hundred thousand dollars property. Yeah. So that was my that was my thought process. So there was
1: a gap of understanding that they've paid it down and then reborrowed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get it, and I'm like, why are these people doing this? It seems so risky and, and just, just stupid. stupid. <laughs> and then they were like, no, you have to, you can, you can borrow anything more. You, you can't borrow more than 80% loan to value. And I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Yeah. And so I just remember that like years into the game, I still didn't even quite understand it yet. So, um, that's why yeah. I, I thought it was really important to really simplify this today because I know there's people here that are real estate investors and maybe they were, maybe they didn't understand it like I did. Yeah.
1: And so um, then I, it's funny because Wayne wrote like two pages of notes and then I knew that Wayne can get pretty complicated. And so I wrote one small page of really simplifying A, the explanation of what is equity mm. and B, <clears throat> what Wayne just alluded to is that you can access your equity in most circumstances at 80% loan to value. Yes. So loan to value is the amount of your loan to the value of your house. So if you have... Again, the four hundred uh, thousand exactly. dollar value of your of your home, eighty percent of that is three hundred and twenty thousand. So
0: you can't borrow you can't more borrow than... more
1: than three hundred and twenty thousand because that is eighty percent. They still want to see that you have your twenty percent uh, down payment sitting in the house. Why is that? Um, it's your it's your skin in the game. If you over leverage yourself, the house value drops. You don't now you owe money. You don't mm-hmm. actually have money. It's just a, a messy, messy situation. So it's like that buffer that you you still have money in there that you can. You're not gonna hopefully not gonna fail.
0: That's conventional lenders. That's yes. most big banks because you can borrow more than eighty percent, but most big banks won't allow you to borrow more because yes. they want to make sure that you have some skin in the game. They don't want you to 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 get a hundred. You know they don't want you borrowing. 100% of your equity in the property because if things go sideways, they, you know, yeah. they want to know that you still have some skin in the game so that you're still going to fulfill your obligations of these loans.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we said that your 80% is $320,000 and that you can't borrow anything over that. Yeah. So if we go back to the original mm-hmm. example, your mortgage balance is 200000 Yeah. And you can borrow up to 320000 So how much can you borrow? One hundred. And twenty thousand dollars. Yes, of your equity.
0: If you have a two hundred thousand dollars mortgage, the bank will consider loaning you up to eighty percent, which yeah. is three hundred and twenty. Yeah. So, so they will allow you to 120. borrow 120 You have access to borrow one hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollars. You don't have to borrow all of it.
1: Yeah. So you still have your two hundred in of equity in the property. <clears throat> you know, you your balance is two hundred. It's worth four hundred, mm-hmm. but they want you to keep that twenty percent in the. In the property so yeah. you can access up to 120.
0: And hey if your property goes up in value up to 500,000 that just means you have more access yeah. to more of your equity because your equity just increased by 100,000 because the value of the property went up.
1: Hello Ontario.
0: Hello, Ontario. Hello Vancouver. Well literally <laughs> I shit you not how many posts you're not in the same as many groups as I am no. um but how many times you know investors that are listening how many times do you see people saying hey I have three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in my property, and I want to know how I can get access to it, and I want to buy some properties. What property should I buy? It's because someone bought some duplex in in wherever Sudbury, and and it went up, it tripled overnight in value, and they're like, "What do I do with all this money?" Yeah. Um, Scott McGilvery said I can <laughs> I can reinvest it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's. it's it's, 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 it's pretty cool. So yeah, if your property does go up in value, again, the amount of money you can borrow is equal to, you know, your equity and you can only borrow up to 80% of the value of the home. Yeah. So, um, pretty cool stuff. It's a, now <clears throat> I do have pages and pages, but they are kind of, um, linear okay. and you threw me off track already, but one of the big points I wanted to make was that, um, it seems kind of silly. Say you had all that equity. You have a $200,000 mortgage and you have a house that's worth 400,000, okay? You bought this first investment property for, you know, 20% down, $80,000, cuz you only had $80,000 at the time. Well, now you've paid down your mortgage after 8, 9, 10 years and you've got some you you paid down $120,000, right? And you're like, "Ah, I really want to buy a second property. Mm-hmm. But if I want to buy a second property, that means I need to sell this property to get that $200,000. And then I'm going to go buy two properties. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is great. I think that's fantastic. You know, why just have one property? You know, you're you're fixed on how much money you can make your return on your on your on your original investment is 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 fixed, you can't increase it anymore. So that's what most, you know, Rookie investors think, or or um, non investors, they think that I okay, I'm gonna, you know what, hon, we should sell this property and take that money and go buy two properties, and we'll have twice as much of the mm-hmm. revenue. Yeah, that's great. So uh, you know, then you got to sell that property, which kind of sucks because you know this is a great property; it's got great tenants. Yeah. Um, you know, here's another thing. You know, you're gonna have to. You you said it earlier to forget about the realtor costs. Well, now you got to pay realtor fees. Mm-hmm. And realtor fees on four hundred thousand dollars is about twenty thousand dollars in realtor fee. So you're gonna lose twenty thousand dollars of that. Um, you know, you might have a couple a little bit of payout penalties if your mortgage term isn't up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta pay a lawyer, depending on how much that costs, maybe a thousand bucks. It's just, you know, you gotta clean it, you gotta take it off the market. Uh, or so you gotta put it on the market and maybe maybe you gotta remove your tenants so you gotta cover the cost for a little bit. So it's not like it's just I'm gonna get full access to that two hundred thousand dollars. You're gonna have to pay a little bit in order to get to sell that property. Yeah. Which, you know, is is cool. Um before I go any further, I see a couple questions here. Uh if you have a yeah, I'll answer these questions now, and then I'll, I'll get back into uh, that after. Uh, Josh asks if you have a fixed mortgage set for three more years, is there a penalty or any hurdles with dipping into your equity? It depends. Um, sometimes I feel like we're going to get into this a little bit later. Just hang tight on that question. Remind me about okay. it. Uh, or is a second mortgage tied to existing property set with its own factors and renewal dates? Um, when you when you add a HELOC, it's it home equity line of credit, it's typically considered a refinance. Um, you're refinancing your existing mortgage. So you had a mortgage, you have an agreement with the bank, and when you want to change that, you're changing the terms you are that, refinancing yeah. it. Yeah. So you're you're changing the terms of your agreement. So they consider that to be a termination of your existing mortgage. Therefore, there are penalties. Now, sometimes yeah. if you are restructuring it and staying with the same mortgage company, then They'll they will waive you. those yeah. or they will blend... Um, it into your interest rate. So, um,
1: it depends.
0: It depends <laughs> if you are going and changing a mortgage lender. So, you're with CIBC, and then you're switching to TD. Then, 100, they're going to want the the money. Yeah. Um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna charge Give you for the money. So, uh, we can kind of get into that in just a couple minutes here. So, it it does now going back to the you know the the nice couple who decided the smart smart couple who decided, hey, let's take a sell it and buy two. Well, now they're going to lose about $25,000 in just closing costs just for doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go back and try and find two more t- uh, two more properties. Well, what if they could pull that money out instead, like you said? Keep the existing property that already works, mm-hmm. right? And then instead of pulling out the um, uh, the full $200,000 and buying two properties, they can just pull out one hundred twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and buy a property,
1: or possibly two,
0: or possibly two. <laughs> yeah, it just it makes way more sense. Yeah, right.
1: Keep your existing property. Yeah.
0: Um, again, going back to that whole education thing and just a, a lack of education. A lot of people look at it and they're like, second mortgage. You know, someone on some TV show or Uncle Larry told me never get a second mortgage because he got a he got a second mortgage once and he went on some boat excursion and uh, something something. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you're using it to make more money, then you are leveraging
0: mm-hmm.
1: that money. If you're using it to blow it on a vacation, then that is a bad idea. Do not access your equity to go on a vacation.
0: Borrow your, borrow your equity to buy assets. Yes, because when you buy assets, they're all tangible. You know what I mean? It's 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 completely different. I, won't can,
1: I can I can I debad? don't be a dummy instead of don't be a dick? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson made a fantastic point as well. Capital gains when you're selling versus no capital gains mm. when refinancing. Yeah. You One of my sell notes that, for later on. Yeah. You sell that <laughs> rental property and, yeah, you're also paying capital gains on it. So you're losing even more money. Yeah.
0: Taxes. But if you
1: refinance it, keep it, and then use the money to buy more, you're making a lot more money.
0: <laughs> yes. So there's two ways to access your equity. Okay. One way is the HELOC, which we we talked about, the home equity line of credit, and the other way is a second mortgage. Okay, so both are very different. Um, a HELOC is uh, let's talk. Let's let's start with second mortgage. Second mortgage is normally uh, a separate institution or lender uh, that will take second position to the first mortgage. So, um, side note over here, you have a title on your property okay and that title um says that you own the property you are and then if you register any uh mortgages on it or encumbrances or a lien um someone will register their interest on your title okay
1: yeah
0: um so if you get a mortgage from CIBC CIBC will register um an encumbrance on your title so that you can't do anything with that title you can't do anything with that property you can't sell it you can't refinance it without them being notified first they said hey wait a second i lent them money i have first position on this title so when your lawyer when you go and sell your property your lawyer says that person gets paid first yeah okay if there's any foreclosures or anything else that person is owed their money first they are in first position so if you get a second mortgage whoever is lending you money on your equity that you have there will be right behind CIBC in a second position. So CIBC gets paid first. um, Jim, the private lender or um, Alpine credit or whomever is in second position to get paid. Okay. Now I mentioned Alpine credit. That's not slamming Alpine credit or Jim, the private lender, whomever, but Typically, second mortgages, because they are in second position and not in first position, which first was, is, is a much better and lower be. risk position yeah. to be in, um, second position mortgages or second mortgages typically are a little bit of a higher interest rate because of the higher risk for the lender. Okay, um, Most people not in real estate investing will obtain a second mortgage out of desperation historically it's been used for desperation i mentioned alpine credit there are other credit institutions that will lend at 15 to 20 percent typically to get someone out of a desperate situation maybe they lost their job um they're behind on payments um you know an unexpected expense um you know the lender won't offer them you know any home equity lines of credit maybe because their credit's a little poor
1: What's that tagline? If you own your home, you can, you can get, get that, that loan. <laughs> they're okay. just they're just taking they're just accessing your equity. High
0: interest <laughs> loans, okay? Yeah. High interest loans which if you're not using it for real estate can be, you know, dangerous. Dangerous. Very dangerous because most people they use that as a as a band-aid for their problem and, you know, they really don't have any means of paying that off. Yeah. So yeah, they...
1: you all of a sudden you have interest payments and principal payments to make on that loan as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Jared says, damn it, now it's gonna be stuck in my head, the little jingle. <laughs> I, I mean they are
1: you can get that loan. Is that the Alpine credit?
0: I think <laughs> so. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's historically what second, and that's why second mortgages just have this horrible stigma and, and, and oh, you should never get a second mortgage in your home. Yeah, because some if people- If you're not
1: using it for good.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, they use it at desperation or they use it to buy a boat, typically. I or really, really, really want that execution. boat and I'll pay it off in a few years. I'm, I'm going to be getting my tickets here. I'm going to be getting my red seal, I'm going to be getting a raise. I'm going to be, become a manager. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll borrow the money against the house, against our equity mm-hmm. now, um, at 18% so we can get the boat. And at least we're, you know, Gab, life's too short, life's too short. How many summers do you really think we have left in our lifetime? think about it how many summers on the lake do we really have left
1: tomorrow could be our last day
0: tomorrow could be our last day you know my back's my back's not that great you know 30 years from now what's what what condition is my back going to be in am i going to be boating in 30 years no that means i have 30 summers left in my life god damn it gab let's go get a boat yeah and let's let's borrow it at 18 let's buy it at 18 percent. or
1: on the flip side you'll like gamblers Gamblers oh hell yeah and do that kind of stuff and next thing you know the their partner is like we lost our house like you hear yeah
0: yes well why did they lose their house See, that's that's okay i really want to focus on this because this is this is where people get really stuck and i know this this is the mindset yeah this is the mindset that prevents people from doing this why do people think that they're going to lose their house it's not the loan it's the fact that they can't make the payments. Okay, so you've now borrowed, what they borrowed it at 20%. And again, most of these, most of these um, second mortgage companies won't loan more than 80% loan to value, maybe 90%. Because again, they want to make sure that these high risk borrowers aren't over leveraged. They want to make sure that there's still some equity in that property so that if they do need to foreclose, Say this this borrower can't make the payments anymore because these ridiculous interest payments on the second mortgage, they can't make the mortgage payment anymore, and then eventually they stop and they're, they're in default and they need to foreclose on this property. The bank or the lender will force a sale. When they force the sale, they're gonna sell that house for $400,000. First person who's getting paid, CIBC, they're getting their 200,000. Second person who's getting paid, Alpine Credit they're getting their 120,000. They want to make sure that there's still $80,000 left afterwards just in case this house is is complete garbage inside and they need to fire not fire sale but maybe they they can only sell the house for 360 or 340. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure there's enough cushion there to make sure that everyone gets paid, which creates a lower risk. Yeah. So, how do people lose their house? It's when they can't make their payments anymore. Yeah. Okay. It's not because there's two $400,000 mortgages on a, with $800,000 with a debt on a $400,000 asset, no, it's not, that's not that. how it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just want everyone to, to, to picture that square and that triangle, you know yes. what I mean? And how it actually works. So can
1: we talk about how second mortgages do work?
0: Yes, because <laughs> if you're buying assets, then yeah, it makes sense. In some circumstances, they are still higher risk because they're a higher interest rate. Yes. But second mortgage it can work really great if you don't want to refinance your existing mortgage.
1: Or if you can't.
0: You've got a lot of equity in your house and and say you've got a $200,000 pro- uh, mortgage, you've got a $400,000 um, um, property value and you need a... And you
1: have four more years left on your term.
0: Yeah, four so. more years left on your term, but you're doing a flip. Okay. So you want to do a flip and you want to access some of your equity to um to renovate a property or to An, bu- a separate property. A separate property. Yeah. You want to renovate a property and flip it. So rather than, you know, using unsecured lines of credit or credit card or something like that, sometimes you can just borrow the equity out of your house and use well, here's a great one. You can borrow the equity out of that property and use it as a down payment. Mm-hmm. For a flip, flips are only three to six months, so there, it's, it's short term. Yeah, it's yep. it's say it's it's twelve percent interest yearly. Well, that's only if you divide that by the amount of months you're doing it. It's one percent per month. Okay, so it's not it is expensive. Yeah, expensive money.
1: Yeah, you got to um, factor it into your. your but budget. as
0: long as you're going to make a lot of money off of that flip, if you're going to make fifty thousand dollars off that flip, and you're going to pay four thousand dollars or six thousand dollars worth of interest on that short term second mortgage, was it worth it? Yeah. hundred percent. Right. So it's, it's, you can leverage your equity, you know, that you have in that home for a short-term high interest loan if it makes sense.
1: Yeah. And you can usually do it at a lot less than like what we just talked about with like an Alpine credit at 20%. Yes. You can get private lenders who will loan it to you for a 10%. Yeah. Which is in some circumstances better than a, than using your line of credit money.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of lenders, not like you're, you're, your vulture type, you know, look. There are lender, a lot of lenders out there that are looking for people in desperate situations. And they love lending on that for high interest, and um, but there's a lot of real estate investors who have access to money and they love private lending to investors mm-hmm. because it's very low risk. Yeah, because investors they know what they're doing. They know how to buy properties, right? They know how to renovate. They know how to make money right? They're doing it as a business to make money as opposed to desperation. Yeah. So real estate investors with a little extra cash love doing private lending because they're making a great return on their money. Yeah. They're making 10 to 15% return on their money for a very low risk, you know, um, borrower. Okay. So that's a second mortgage. Second mortgages can be great for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, nine times out of 10, it's borrowing funds for a short term, um, project make more money. Right to make more money, and if you can make if you can borrow it at fifteen percent and make more money off of it, I mean, f- go for it.
1: And Dwayne, if you're borrowing it to do other things in real estate investing, Don't. okay, right? I know
0: where you're going. Taxes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, it's next page, Gab. Next okay. page. I'm trying to rip through this stuff okay. real fast because we scared people for the first 20 minutes. Okay, the other option. Okay, so the first one was second mortgage. The second one is a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit. First, I want to compare a home equity line of credit to a normal line of credit. Okay. What's the difference? Tell me. One is secured and one is unsecured.
1: What does that mean, Wayne?
0: Okay, so a home equity line of credit is secured to the equity in your home. Okay. Okay. It's very low risk because it is directly connected to the equity that you have in that property. Remember, you can't yeah, borrow so more than 80% loan So it's value.
1: already your money.
0: It's already your money. It is secured. There's collateral. Okay. Yeah. Unsecured line of credit is when you go into TD and say, hey, I'd like a $20,000 line of credit. And they're like, okay, let's take a look at your assets. How much is your car worth? Okay. What's the loan on your car? Okay. How much money you have in the bank? Okay. Yeah. We'll give you an unsecured line of credit, uh, $20,000 for 13%. Okay. Higher interest rate. Yeah, unsecured because it, there's it's it's unsecured.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a risk to them. It's a huge risk to them. That's why they charge you more money. Now, yes, Wilson, I see your comment there. It's a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep things simple today. Um, so a home equity line of credit is typically a much lower interest rate. Yes. Okay, now you're talking about you're going to get the same kind of interest rates that you would get for a, mortgage, for a mortgage. Yeah. Right. If your mortgage is 2.5%, your HELOC is probably 2.8, 2.9, just a little bit more. Yeah right
1: yeah it's common for them to be around three percent
0: yeah so if you can borrow that money out of your home equity on a line of credit at three percent i mean you can go and make jeez you know 18 20 20 whatever percent you know return on your investment property it is great and and also i mean you don't have to sell the property okay Mm -hmm. so um like i said the home equity line of credit is attached to your existing mortgage but it has a separate payment and a, usually a separate interest rate, like I mentioned. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like blended into your mortgage. Um, if you want a home equity line of credit, typically you would have to, I'm fairly certain you would have to go to the same mortgage lender that you already have. Yes. So it needs to be the same mortgage. Okay. Um, you can't have a HELOC with TD when you have a CIBC mortgage. Okay. Um, it's going to have a separate payment because it's going to be a separate interest rate. It's not going to be the same interest rate as your mortgage. So you'll have your mortgage payment of 1400 dollars and then you'll have your HELOC payment of whatever, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Sometimes that can be principal and interest payment. Sometimes it's just interest payment. Yeah. Depends on whatever your bank is offering. Okay. Um, I mentioned that it's slightly higher than the uh, than your mortgage interest rate. Um, I mentioned that it's different than a normal line of credit unsecured. Yeah. Um, so HELOC is is again probably your best option.
1: Low compared. interest, yeah, yeah, secured,
0: yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far into it, but Wilson also mentioned there is a different type of HELOC, which is or a different type of mortgage called a a readvanceable mortgage.
1: Maybe we could talk about that another day, another like really day? get into it because it's a big topic.
0: It is a big topic. Okay, we'll yeah. save it. We'll save it for next week. Wilson, remind me if I forget. Okay. <laughs> so you want to pull some equity out? You go to the bank and say, "Hey, I'd like to get a home equity line of credit." And they say, okay, sure, no problem. Let's take a take a little peek here, see what your house is worth. They'll probably run an appraisal. They're going to refinance and just look at things. Okay, you owe two hundred thousand. Your house is worth four hundred thousand. We can loan you up to one hundred twenty thousand dollars. How much would you like?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, give me the whole one hundred twenty thousand.
1: Yeah. If you're not using it, you're not paying. For exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just accessible now. They make yeah. it accessible to you to use. You can use some of it. You can use all of it, or you can just have it sit there at a zero balance and not be paying anything.
0: Yeah, so yeah. when and what, you can
1: pay it off at any time.
0: Yes. So you're only getting charged interest on it when you're using it. Yeah. Um I have so many different directions I can go with this, but um th- the big benefit to a HELOC, like I mentioned, you can pull that money out. You're going to pay a low interest rate on it and then you can use that equity to buy use it as a down payment to buy another property, right? You cannot use an unsecured line of credit as a down payment. A lot of people think, Hey, I've got a $50,000 line of credit with TD. It's at 12%. Can I use that line of credit as a down payment? No, because it's unsecured, but you, with a home equity line of credit, because it's secured to your equity, you can use that as a down payment for down payment funds to buy another property. Another great thing about uh, both of these examples, and Gabby was talking about earlier is that the interest that you pay on these are tax deductible. Yes. Huge. So yes, you're going to pay interest on it. And I know a lot of people are like, wait a second, why would I why would I borrow the money and pay 3% on it when I can just sell the property and then not pay any interest on it? If I sell the property to get my $200,000, then I can buy two properties and I don't have to pay any interest on either. Well, I mean, yeah. But you also have to sell the property, right?
1: Pay capital gains, pay, pay the capital realtor, gains, pay the closing pay costs. Pay
0: twenty-five thousand dollars in closing costs, right? Mm-hmm. So then you need to look at what is better, paying three percent on that eighty thousand dollars on your home equity line of credit, or paying twenty five thousand dollars to sell.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you're reinvesting it into other uh real estate investments, mm-hmm. You take those those interest payments that you've been making, and you you claim them on your taxes. Yeah, your the, accountant will ask you what's it being. What was? It, what are these interest payments being used towards? You show them the proper purchase of the property and what property it was used for, mm-hmm. and they deduct them.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, I get it. You're paying three percent interest on it, but how much money are you making on that new investment property you just bought? You're making eighteen percent. So you're paying three. You're making eighteen. So that means you're you're netting. return on my borrowed money. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You still get to keep your property. You still get to save all that money that you would have had to pay in closing costs. You save all that money. And and you don't have to sell any properties, which is great because capital gains, you want to be strategic with your capital gains, right? You want to be strategic with your taxes. You don't want to sell all your properties at the same time and then get hit with this huge income surge um, of income tax. And then it just it it bumps you out of, you know, your income bracket. And it's just it's you want to be strategic. Right. And it's all about being creative. Yeah. Ideally, long-term buying holds are about long term. You want to keep them long term. There's a reason because you don't make money until a certain period, of, you don't make real money until a certain period of time. Right. In that curve. So mm-hmm. home economic credits, fantastic creative way to um to access your equity to buy more properties. Um, I'm just gonna list a couple things that I wrote down here. The, the reasons why they're so great is you don't have to sell your home. Okay. Um, even though you're, you're paying interest on it, you're actually going to be making the returns you're going to make are actually more than the interest you're going to pay on that money. Um, the interest tax deductible. Uh, what else do I got here? And you can keep doing it. That's the other cool thing is in in five years,
1: you're going to have more money. You're going to have more money,
0: (laughs) right? So you borrowed the money now and you're like, Oh, now my mortgage is up at 320,000 and I owe $400,000. Well, in five years, you're going to pay down that mortgage more. You're, every month you're making a payment, you're paying it down more. And every year your house is worth a little bit more. You can keep accessing those funds and still keep that property because it's a great cash loan property. Why would you sell it? You can keep doing it every five to 10 years. As you keep building up more equity, you can pull more of that equity out and buy more properties. Yeah. Just think about it. You had one property, Okay, you put you know twenty percent down your three hundred twenty thousand dollar mortgage your four hundred thousand dollar house okay and in five years you pull equity out of that house and you buy a second one you still got both houses okay and you rent both them out're they great great tenants great cash flow and then in five years after that at your year 10 you pull out money out of both of those properties right so now you can buy two more properties so year 10 now you've got four properties and great tenants, fantastic, couple repairs, great cash flow. Five years after that, year 15, you pull up money out of all four of those properties. Now you can buy four more properties.
1: Now you have eight.
0: Now you have eight. You see where I'm going with this every five years? Yeah, uh, rough, rough numbers, of course.
1: Yeah, don't keep, don't long-term keep. Leveraging yourself up to that eighty percent in all of your properties. But, I'm
0: just giving you yeah, the an idea of the possibilities that can that can come from this. Whereas yeah. you think that a lot of people think that I have to have these huge large savings, or I Don't need to payments, borrow all yeah. this money from my parents, or, or you know I have to have this. I have to be rich in order to invest in real estate. No, you can access your equity to buy more properties mm-hmm. over time. That's just one example of buying one property, and now in fifteen years you can have eight. Yeah, right. Just the possibilities that are you know. And that doesn't include any dramatic increases in appreciation, say if you're in any of those Ontario or BC cities.
1: Yeah. So can we quickly, um, I just, I jotted down a note because I think it's important. Why is this important information to know as a non-investor? So, you know, we talk about as investors being able to access the equity from our rental portfolio and to use it to buy more, rental properties, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic, awesome game changer. But educating non investors on how to do this can also create joint venture opportunities mm-hmm. that can make your partner's money working for them. Yes. So most people think like, Oh, I need to find people who make tons of money and who have you know, million dollars savings accounts. Yeah, big, big business people that are going to invest with little alone me and that's impossible. No, you can educate People in friends your circles, and friends and family, on how they can access their equity and invest with you. So that money for them is just sitting. It's not making them any returns. It's dead money. It's dead. It is literally just dead. And it's based on whatever their house is worth. That's the money that they have. And that's all it'll ever be worth.
0: Can we go back to that picture, that square and that triangle, that house, and how they have you know, 80% equity and 20% mortgage, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there doing nothing?
1: Yeah. Literally sitting there doing nothing.
0: That's your cash. That is your net worth. Yeah. That is your money. You should put a giant dollar sign right there and make it a big green dollar sign.
1: So if you can educate these people that they can actually access that equity and lend it out to you at really decent interest rates. So we talked about, you know, people who will do private lending. They might give you a second mortgage or they might just lend you money on a, um, a uh, note help me Wayne. promissory promissory note <laughs> um there's many different ways that they can lend it to you and then you can invest it in real estate and they can make 8 10 12 15% yep. interest on on that money yes that would otherwise just be sitting there
0: can i play uncle larry for a minute and yeah. you come you come at me um with your with your with your crazy idea. And I know last year you came at me with this this big insurance idea and the year before that you were trying to sell me candles. Okay. <laughs> um and now you got this new thing that you're a real estate investor now, Gabby. Okay. Yeah. So so tell me all about this um this 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 cool thing.
1: Okay, Uncle Larry. Well I know that you have a hundred thousand dollars in equity in your home that you can access. Mm-hmm. And if you Access that and pull it out and lend it to me. I can give you ten percent return on that. So,
0: oh, because I I'm gonna fix the fix,
1: yeah, a fix, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be flipping a property. So I only need it for maybe uh, four to six months, Mm -hmm. depending how quickly the flip goes. And I will give you monthly interest payments on it. So you can pull that money out. You're gonna pay probably three percent on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, per month. But I'm going to give you 10%. So you're going to be making a 7% interest spread on that. And I'm going to pay you monthly. So that'll just be money in the bank for you to go on a vacation or whatever you want to do with it. Buy a boat.
0: uh, I'll I'll make Gabby. This is Wayne. This is Uncle Larry. I, oh, okay. admit, I thought you were going to use the rental property example and not go into the flip example. Oh, sorry. What I, what I, wanted, <laughs> what I wanted to show was that um, Uncle Larry will typically look at that and like, OK, you want me to pull that money out? And I get it. I, I saw your little picture of this this house and I have um, I have one side where it's a mortgage and one side where it's this big green dollar sign. OK, that's my money. I get that. I'm going to give you my big green dollar sign. But what if your flip fails? OK, so I didn't want to use that example because it's a little bit higher risk, but it's the exact same example. as as a rental property. So what you're doing is you got this big square and you got this big triangle and you got the line in the middle. You got your mortgage on one side. Okay. You got your big dollar sign on the other, whichever that is. okay. And when you take money out of you at home, that equity, and you put it into another property, Uncle Larry will typically say something along the lines of, yeah, but what if that rental property fails? I'm going to lose my money. Well, what Uncle Larry doesn't see is that when you're buying another investment property, you just bought another square and triangle. Okay. And on one side is an 80% loan to value mortgage. And on the other side is his green dollar sign. Okay, his money does not disappear. Right? He just took his a little bit of his green dollar sign from one property and put it onto another property. Okay. There's still equity, there's still skin in the game on that other property. Okay, so if he sells, what happens if you sell that what happened? Okay, there's a great example. What happens if I sell my home? Right. I gave you that money out of my my equity out of my home. And what happens if I sell my home now that means that you need to sell your rental property? No, because you still have equity in the other property. It's equity. It is, it is it's it's like it's, it, it's it's actual money. Like you're just putting it on. You're taking it from one side of one house and putting it onto another side of another house. It's always there. So long as the value of the home doesn't go down, right, then it's always going to be there and we can talk about the risk of the value of the property going down after. Um, but just, it is, it is, it is money that is, it, does, it doesn't disappear. It is just money that you're putting into another home now and you have another mortgage. And as long as the house, the value of that house is still more than, uh, equal to, or more than $400,000, your money will always be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're just shifting it around. You're shifting your equity around and you're buying businesses with it. You're buying homes. Okay. Now, of course, I made the example of what happens if the value of the property goes down. Well, yeah. Well, every month, the same. that would mean that if you bought that $400,000 second property and the second day it went down to $350,000 in value, yeah, I mean, your equity is is, is diminished. Um, Two things. One, that'll never happen. It won't go down the second day you buy it. Over time, every time you make a mortgage payment every month, remember, your equity is increasing. That line is moving from the right to the left, less mortgage more equity. so after five years, if you have another sixty thousand dollars in equity and then at that time your value of your home goes down from four hundred thousand to three hundred and forty thousand, that means that you still have that original you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that line that line on you know that's in between your equity and your mortgage is going left and right, left and right, left and right and And the second point that I'm going to make is that it doesn't matter where that line is,
1: yeah
0: as long as you don't sell.
1: <laughs> Ride it out, baby. Okay,
0: because Uncle Larry sells properties like an idiot
1: when he gets scared about because he
0: sees that his house was worth four hundred thousand. Now it's worth three hundred and forty thousand. Oh shit! I need to sell before it it, it, it goes more. down to zero. Yeah. <laughs> like your like the value of your home is going to drop to zero. He looks at it like a stock. Yeah. like oh, and I need to sell. I need to get out fast before I'm going I'm getting out before everyone else does.
1: I'm sorry to anybody named Larry. By mm. the way, Larry gets crapped on all the time by us.
0: Everybody's got an Uncle Larry, okay? So that line is always moving. As long as you don't sell, it doesn't matter because real estate will come back up. Or maybe your property does go down in $60,000 in value, okay? You just paid off $60,000 in mortgage over the last five years. So what does that mean? Your investment netted a 0% return. You still have your original investment. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, I like to visualize these things and and use that maybe you
1: collected cash flow in the meantime. Hell yeah, you did.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah. You probably made $20,000 in cash flow. Yeah. Right. So you still made a return. You still made money. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense, Gabby? I know it's, it's we're, we're talking yeah. on an audio podcast and it's kind of hard to make visualizations, but I just, that, that always worked for me. And I remember being back in that agreement for sale course. And I remember being that dumb. I, I felt, I'm not saying you're dumb if you don't understand it, but I felt dumb. I felt like the dumbest person in that room and I didn't understand it. So I try and use that perspective of, Hey, I, I was there. I get it. It took me a long time to figure that out. It took me a long time to grasp how much money can I pull out? Wait a second. I've got $200,000 worth of equity. How come I can only pull out 120000 I, I I had trouble with the math and I'm a math guy. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But this visual- visualization has always helped me and yeah. it's always helped me to explain it to joint venture partners as well.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great visualization. I like that. I don't know that you've ever showed me that. That's um, what's going
0: on in my head. I just gave you a little peek.
1: Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Um, and I also think that we, um, simplified the the topic around what is equity. So you know, that's half the, half the battle is understanding yes. what it is and that it's not a big, scary over leveraging yourself, um, kind of thing. Of course. So yeah, I think we, we put a good dent in the topic and yes, could go on for, for days about it. Cause there's so many, you know, we mentioned re mortgages and like mm-hmm. there's lots of different ways to get creative and to do really cool things
0: okay now i'm gonna now i'm gonna i'm gonna make it super risky you can borrow more than 80 <laughs> percent of the loan to value of your property typically second mortgages will allow that um there are some lenders that will allow you to lend up to 100 of the value of your property or 95 percent, or 90. um typically you're going to pay a higher interest rate but um, again, if you're doing it for real estate purposes and you've got a tried and true um, model for flipping record. and a track record, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, yeah. Um, but again, it's you, you want to make sure that you don't over leverage yourself, it's it just comes down to risk, that's yes. it. You know what I mean? You want to make sure you still have enough skin in the game that in the event that you fail or you have a lesson or you just make a mistake, which is normal, this is business, this is investments, you're going to have risks and they're going to come and go. Um, you want to keep your risks as low as possible, but sometimes you want to increase your risk for a bigger reward. That's totally fine. And you can borrow up to hundred percent, you know, short term, if you think that, you know, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So lots of cool stuff. You can do with that. We talked about relanceable mortgages. That's, that's just, a that's, that's just, uh, that's HELOCs on, on steroids. It's a really, it's a really <laughs> cool, it's a really cool, um, uh, product that some mortgage companies offer. Um, can I give a taste? Sure. Okay. So instead of getting a separate HELOC, what they'll do is um, they'll give you a HELOC, which is a readvanceable mortgage. So every mortgage payment that you make, we talked about your mortgage payment, some of that, a portion of that payment goes towards principal, paying down the mortgage, and a portion goes towards interest. Well, with a readvanceable mortgage, slightly higher interest rate, what it does is that when you make that mortgage payment, the principal portion that would normally pay down your mortgage, it gets sent into a line of credit, which increases your line of credit. So in theory, you make your mortgage payment, you can actually borrow that principal portion right back out in your HELOC immediately. Mm -hmm. So you have access automatically to all of your equity up to 80%. Yeah. So it's rather than going and applying for a new HELOC in five years, it will just it will just keep becoming more and more accessible, and you only get charged on the interest. You only get charged interest on the money that you borrow, so it's just it it's a super cool um, product that they offer. Um, you know, you can get way more advanced and, and start looking into different cool creative tax strategies like the Smith maneuver and other um, cool strategies where you can just start using these tools to, to pay as little interest as possible. Um, you know, making, using reinvesting all of this and, and tax deductions. And it's, it's so cool. What, what's, what's possible. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. If you're interested in, um, a taste on that. Um, uh, I have an earlier podcast from, I want to say last year, um, on the Smith maneuver. Uh, Keaton Kirkwood and uh, Robinson Smith came on the podcast and they talked about that. I'm sure all of you guys you know, in, in the real estate investing circles have heard of Robinson Smith um, and the Smith Maneuver. Uh, I just want to point out that he was on my podcast first after releasing that book. Just it out there. <laughs>
1: Before everybody else jumped on it. <laughs> everybody
0: else is like, who's this Robinson Smith guy? And now he's been on everything. So yeah. I don't want to say I made him. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want And I was one of the first people to order his book. He, and yeah, ironically, oh, yeah. we're going to Mexico uh, in a couple of weeks here. I remember he was, I, cause I had been following the Smith Maneuver for a long time and just like, yeah. it was so it cool. It was his
1: dad. It was his it? dad, Frazier yeah.
0: Smith that, uh, and I saw that, you know, very early on when I was researching you know, real estate investment, I'm like, this shit's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and I was following him and then I saw that he was releasing a new book. Yeah. Robinson, his son was releasing a new book. It was like the Smith Maneuver Revisited or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And I pre-ordered it. Yeah. And um, and I started sending him emails like, "Man, I got to have you on my podcast." And so I pre-ordered it, and it came in like three days before we went to Mexico. And I read it on the on the flight to Mexico. So that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, I just thought, man, this is this is like so crazy. And I and I finally got in touch with him, and he came on the podcast. And then yeah, well. But uh, I should All reread right. it. Now we're going to be on a flight again. I should reread it. Uh, sure, it's a it's Good a you, it's boo. a great book. But um, look back <laughs> to that podcast. Um, it explains the Smith maneuver very well. Um, Tony asks, "One can get a second mortgage on a property? Can one get a second HELOC?" Uh, yes, again with the same lender. Um, they ge- they're giving you one home equity line of credit. It's one line of credit, so they're going to give you a hundred and twenty thousand dollar line of credit. You know. After the next five years, if you pay down more equity, um, you know, you can go and increase that original line of credit or get a second line of credit. Um, TD Canada Trust and a few other, um, uh, now I'm getting into re but sometimes they have like steps mortgages, which is a re mortgage where you can get separate lines of credit. Um, talk, talk to your bank, your lenders, or your mortgage broker about just different options that are available. A mortgage broker is probably best. Because they'll they'll just tell you which which banks offer what and which is best for what you're you know what you're trying to accomplish. But yes, you can get a second HELOC. Um, it's a simplified answer. Okay, right. Gabs, give me the wrap. wrap it, up. it up. Hopefully, this is valuable, guys. Uh, tomorrow, tune in. Uh, menzuer say it's going to be on. He's going to be talking about um, his upbringing and his, and his dad getting him into real estate investing. They got a family business. Um, really, really super cool, and everybody loves menzuer So.
1: Have a wonderful
0: Thursday. All right. See you in the morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.